Welcome back to the Student of the Game podcast. All right, so on on today's on this scary movie review, we're gonna talk about one of my one of one of my very favorite slasher movies. It's not one of the most popular ones. Of course, it's not as popular as the Halloween franchise, Nightmare on Elm Street, or um, Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, but or Scream, but it's a good one, you know, and I recommend a lot of people watch it, you know, um, it's a, you can watch this during the month of October or any other time you feel like watching a good scary movie, you know, but this movie here, it has one of the best endings that I think that was as far as shock value that I've ever seen in a movie, and every time I watch it, I still get creeped out, you know, and, um, and the movie I'm referring to is called Sleepaway Camp, okay, and Sleepaway Camp, it came out back in 1983. It's a slasher film written and directed by Robert Hiltzik, who's also the um, executive producer, okay? And it spawned many, many sequels, okay? The film stars Felisa Rose, Catherine Comey, Paul D'Angelo, and Mike Killeen, all right? And this movie here, man, like... The plot of it, it starts like back in the mid-70s where you have John Baker and his partner, Kenny, take John's children, Angela and Peter, on a, they go on a boat trip near a camp lake, all right? Angela and Peter prank their father by capsizing their boat. They try to swim ashore where Lenny is waiting for them, but the camp counselor, her name was Mary Ann, you know, um, carelessly struck John and one of his children with her speedboat, killing them both. Okay? So, years later, we introduced to Angela, who now lives, you know, we see Angela, who now lives with her, what's the word I'm looking for? Her, her eccentric aunt. Okay? Her aunt's name is Dr. Martha Thomas. And Martha's son, Ricky. Now, Aunt Martha sends Angela to the Camp Aqua for the first time, along with Ricky, who had attended the camp before. Angela is very, very quiet. Very, very much to herself. Alright? And, unfortunately, that makes her a target for bullying. And she was picked on, okay? And a lot of it was from her bunkmate named Judy. And the counselor. A counselor named Max. So you, you, it's one thing to be picked on by a bunkmate, but you know you rely on your counselors as someone to help you in time of need. And when you have a counselor picking on you, also that that's 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 never cool. All right. And you know, but she did have a couple other counselors who, you know, who overall helped her um those two counselors names were Susie and Ronnie they did whatever it is whatever it, whatever they could you know to help all right now there was a scene where a, one of the cooks named Artie he tries to molest Angela Ricky catches him and then Ricky and Angela they get the hell out of Dodge okay then later Throughout the movie, we see an unknown figure who caused they causes Artie to knock over a pot of boiling water, scalding himself. And the camp owner pretty much charged it up as an accident. 
okay? So it's one of those things, it's like, you know what, I hate to see Artie get hurt, but you was trying to harm a kid. You know, you, that that's not cool. That ish is not cool at all, all right? So that right there, that's vigilante justice. I have no problem with that, okay? Then, you know, the campers, you have the campers named Kenny, Mike, and Mike. They make fun of Angela, and Ricky and his friend Paul fight them. So I appreciate Ricky. You know, Ricky is, you know, Ricky not going to let them pick on his cousin like that, you know? And that's what family does. It's like, listen, like, it's one thing for me to talk about my family, but guess what? I'm not going to let you do it. So y'all need to chill out. And it's a shame you had all these people picking on her, okay? And Paul, Paul ends up becoming friends with Angela. And, you know, we had another situation that where... Kenny, one of the people who was picking on Angela, drowned. He ends up dying. And then it was ruled an accidental death by the camp counselor. Now, you would think that you're the head counselor. You'd had two incidents two days in a row within a 24-hour span. Guess what, man? It's time to close up shop because you know why? You are, those children are your responsibility, dude. Those are your, they are your responsibility. All right? So we fast forward, Angela and Paul relationship, you know, they end up dating a little bit, and it's strange. It is strange when Paul kisses her. Angela started having a flashback when she and her sibling witnessed their father in bed with Lenny. You know, so they didn't understand that back then. You know, they like, okay, what is going on here? And so Angela ends up um, running away from Paul, and then her roommate Judy ends up trying to hit on Paul and Angela finds them but Paul Paul tries to explain to Angela that hey at the lake that hey man I'm listen I, I didn't mean that you know I was out of line but Judy and Meg they come in the way and they throw Angela in the water they threw her in the water it's like golly man why are they picking on this child man So, Ricky, he comes along and he sees what's happening, all right? Ricky, com Ricky comforts Angela and says, hey, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them. They doing this to you. I'm going to get them. And then we find out, next thing you know it, Meg is stabbed to death while showering. Okay? She was getting ready to meet Mel. And then and Paul goes to apologize to Angela. And she, and she says, okay, Paul, that's cool. So, hey, how about you meet me over there at the waterfront, okay? Meet me at the waterfront later. He's like, cool. All right, no problem. Mel finds Meg's body and is convinced that Ricky did it. You know, they think Ricky did it. And they have every reason to think Ricky might have done it because Ricky throughout the entirety of the movie has been defending Angela, you know, so I get why they accuse him, alright, so then we find out the children who threw sand at Angela and Ricky, okay they're chilling at the woods with their counselor, when two of them asked him to take them back to the main camp, alright as he returns to find the four remaining children, hacked with a hatchet it's like, okay, what's going on here Okay, what is going on? And then we go back to the camp. The, the killer imp comes in Judy's cabin. And murders Judy. 
that, that, that murder was pretty brutal. I don't, you'll have to see the movie. I don't even want to explain what happened to that, but that was, that was crazy. That was a very, un, that was an uncomfortable scene to watch, all right? But um, the camp is throwing a picnic, like, all this stuff going down, and they still have time to throw a picnic. Are you, are you kidding me? You know, they need to, this should have been shut down. Call people, parents, come get your kids, okay? I, you know, that, call the cops, somebody, you know? So, where everybody thinking Ricky is the killer, Mel goes and beats him. He goes and beat him. He's going, he's going to go beat a kid. And it's like, come on, man, what? Like, the discipline in this movie is terrible. Like, they, these people here should have never had a camp. Like, this is worse than Camp Blood in Crystal Lake, man. Like, seriously. But what happened was, Mel, while he was beating up on Ricky, he got shot in the throat. In the throat. With an arrow. Hmm. So somebody is going around, like sniping people like an assassin like whoever the killer is this person here has like some serious stealth mode stealth mode is on a trillion all right so frank is called and they all they all with the other counselors they search for the missing campers okay paul is chilling at the beach with angela and who suggests they go they go take a swim okay frank discovers that frank finds out that ricky is unconscious but he's alive he's still living he's breathing okay and then Ronnie and Susie find Ronnie and Susie go to the beach and they find Angela chilling and humming with Paul all right so you think not much of it but come to find out Paul head is resting on Angela's lap and she's just stroking his hair. Stroking his hair. Alright. And it's like, what? And then from there, we see another flashback scene where Aunt Martha welcoming the child that survived the boat accident into her home. And we find out that Angela was the child that died in the accident. You hear me? Angela was the child that died in the accident. So if Angela was the child that died in the accident, well, who is this kid that's pretending to be Angela? While Aunt Martha brought, brought in Peter, she tells him that, hey, I already had a son and I always wanted a little girl. So she raised Peter as Angela instead. Did you hear me? She raised Peter as Angela instead. So now we got that flashback scene and then we come back to the present and Angela, the one who's that the other campers and counselors know as Angela jumps to her feet holding a hunting knife while Paul's head falls to the ground.
Ronnie is shocked. And he's he's saying, how, how can it be? How can it be? My God, she's a boy. As the as the nude and blood covered Angela stands there, horrified, Susie and Ronnie. They see, you know, Angela is naked. And what's crazy is it's one thing, okay, you shocked that Angela is a dude, but the most shocking thing is Angela cut off Paul's hand. That should have been the most shocking thing on that. Okay? I get it, okay, you thought Angela was was a was a girl. Okay, you all did, but that that was the most shocking thing right there. From Paul's perspective, right there. There's one thing if you're the audience, okay? But Paul right there, you're seeing all these people being killed, like that should have shocked you that this person pretending to be Angela is the killer. You know? But um but yeah, that ending, you know, when who we know as Peter, but who was playing as Angela. It's it's not just the holding of the knife. It was when you look at the when they zoom in on the face of him, and he's <sighs> it's like you know a picture, a still shot tells, a still photo tells a thousand words. That right there tells that a billion. And not just words, an overflow of emotions. And that, like, that movie, like, it, when you watch the movie, and this is another movie that when you, when you rewatch it, it's like, I, I don't see how anybody could have known or guessed that. You know, like, you know, you, you watch some movies, you watch a mystery, and somebody may say, you know what, I, I, I knew that, 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 I knew that, 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 that was going to happen. There is no way that you, you could have known that this was going to happen. I refuse to believe anybody who said that. This was this was one of the most like big time twist twists twists I ever seen in a movie. The one of the biggest I ever seen. I mean, that's why I'm like, whoa. That's what that's what made this this is one of the best the best endings I've seen in a movie. One of the best twists. Okay? I mean, I love my Scream movies. Um, I like Sixth Sense, the ending. I like the other M. Night Shyamalan's endings. And there's a lot of other movies that have some real good twists and turns at the end. But this is one of the best ones. For me, as far as horror movies, this is a top 10. Definitely top 10. I can't think which order. One day I'm going to do a top 10 order as far as horror movie endings. But as, as far as like movies in general, this is one of the best like twists and turns. Like I, I never saw it coming as... As Al Pacino said in The Devil's Advocate, you never see it coming. That's what made it so incredible. That's why I'm like, wow. But yeah, Sleepaway Camp, I recommend you guys, you girls see it. It's a real good movie. I wouldn't recommend your children watching. This is definitely a rated R grown-ups, okay? Once again, thank you all for listening. Student of the Game Podcast, peace out.